0: we all know change is constant, but that doesn't mean it's easy, right? Well, today's guest has been through two decades of change with 31, and she has some of the best advice we've heard for navigating life's twists and turns. She also shares hard-earned wisdom for saying goodbye to comfort zones and pushing past fears. In fact, you'd never guess this dynamic leader who's spoken in front of 12,000 plus women was almost too shy to talk to a dozen guests at her first party. In this episode, National Executive Director Jenny Hillenburg, who joined as the very first consultant back in 2003, helps us celebrate 31's 20th anniversary with valuable insights and fun stories from the early days. Like who knew consultants used to hand deliver all customer orders? Well, get ready to feel inspired as she opens up about working through some of her hardest times, things she wishes she had known sooner, and sharing the joy of 31. As a 31 consultant or leader, you're a successful entrepreneur who touches lives in meaningful ways. But you've also got a lot on your plate. With all that you do, you deserve a few minutes each week to fill your cup. Welcome to the CER podcast, named after 31's mission to celebrate, encourage, and reward. This podcast is exclusively for you, our 31 potential leaders and leaders. Consider this your weekly power up packed with quick, High impact takeaways, specific steps to boost your business, simplify your life, and spread joy. It's my privilege to be your host and biggest cheerleader, Cindy Monroe. All right. Hey, Jenny. Hi, Cindy. It is so great to have you here, As so many of our listeners already know Jenny and I go way back, so far back, in fact, that Jenny was our very first 31 consultant, and that was like all the way back in twenty-three, and or 2003, I should say, but I actually can't wait for all of you to hear what this woman has to offer and share with you. She has played such a pivotal role, not only through 31's journey, but in... Um, Her life, my life, so many people's lives, and I'm just super excited for you all to hear her today. So let's get started. How about it?
1: All right. I'm ready. I'm so excited to be here.
0: So time travel back to 2003, Jenny and I were friends through church and our main... Remember being so grateful that she would let me actually come into her living room with all of her neighborhood friends and uh, to be able to host a party. And then you actually decided to join this little gig with me. So take us back to the moment where you decided to take that leap of faith and become our first consultant.
1: Well, I remember the moment very. I mean, it's very vivid in my mind. It's one of those things that I'll always remember the moment. So it was when I hosted my own party. And I don't know if I was like your second or third party. I don't really remember. And we had um, just a very casual party. Didn't really do a party demo. And in the kitchen, about halfway through the party, you're like, you know, if you have questions, just let me know. And we're also looking for people to join as consultants. With 31, it was in that moment that something just lit up inside of me. And I was like, I think I'm, I want to do this. And so I, I asked a ton of questions, lots and lots of questions. And most of them, you didn't know the answers to because you were still trying to figure it out too. <laughs> um yes. So, my party was in late October 2003, and I think I joined somewhere mid November. Not really sure. There's no record of that date anywhere. So, we just, I just celebrate all of November. Well,
0: I kind of like I celebrate all of October. So, yes, it's (laughs) uh, just a good time to celebrate, and we're just all so happy to be here. So, (laughs) 20 years later, I'd love to ask what do you now know that you wish you would? have known whenever you first joined?
1: Well, I definitely did not understand the direct selling model. So I didn't understand that when you go and do parties, you want to book parties from that party. (laughs) So it actually took me a hot minute to realize that's how you get the circle going Um, Good thing thing I got you your first five parties, right? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I remember asking you, hey, can I have those parties that you booked at my party? i was so scared to ask you for that. (laughs) But you did. You gave them to me and that was my start. Um, So yeah, I just what I didn't understand. And um, I don't remember at what point I was like, you know what, if I'm going to do something with this, I got to book parties at the parties. But I was so afraid to talk. To the people at the party. So that was part of the problem. I was so scared to talk to them. Um, and then, never mind trying to sponsor anyone that was like out there for me. And um, so, yeah, I, I finally, it all started to click. And okay, if I want to make money, I need to book parties. And if I want to make more money, I need to start sharing my love of 31 with others. So it, it just took a minute. <laughs> So
0: I'm gonna dig in a little bit here. We all have our strengths and weaknesses or challenges as you'll whatever. but um, sometimes personal growth can be daunting, and not everybody's willing to be uncomfortable. So how did you go from being so nervous and you know, not being able to talk to people about booking a party or sponsoring to standing in front of 10 guests at a party, let alone in front of thousands on stage at conference?
1: Yeah. Well, that took a lot of years. And honestly, it was a lot of, um, you pushing me outside of my comfort zone, which you love to do. I think that's one of your hobbies. Um, (laughs) so in, in the early years, um, you know, you, you were always asking me to do things that like made me grow, be a better leader, whether it was learning how to do a sales meeting and speaking in front of people at the sales meeting or if it was even, you know, at our smaller conferences doing some type of training, you know, so I just, it took years and years of just doing those things consistently and realizing that, you know, the more it's just like with anything, like the more you do it, the better you get at it. And so I started to feel comfortable, but one of the issues I had was um, really accepting what I had built and being okay with it. So it took me years to feel like it was okay to be proud of what I have accomplished. You know, people would tell me that and, Oh my gosh, what you've done is amazing. But for me, it just felt like not this big, huge deal. I don't know if that makes sense. Um, But we had an NED retreat. It was in 2015. We were at the farm in Ohio and I, just re- I don't remember all the specifics, but what I do remember is you encouraging the NEDs that were there to think about what we could do with what we have learned through 31 and share it outside the world of 31. And in that moment, like it was another one of those pivotal moments, I knew that I needed to own my story and be proud of it and share it because people needed to hear it. So, like I said, that was in 2015. In 2018, again, pushing me outside of my comfort zone, you asked me to share my stage on um, my story at conference. And that year we were celebrating 15 years. And um, I just remember, like, when you asked me, I was really, really nervous and scared to death, but I was like, I'm going to do this. And it took me about four months of preparation. And one of the things that I did is um, I have this book called Fervent. It's a like a daily devotional. And um, there's a chapter on fear. I read that chapter every single day for four months, all the way up until the morning that I went on stage in front of 12,000 people. And when I got on stage, I wasn't nervous at all because I realized I'm going to get emotional that Um, That was a moment that God had been preparing me for for 15 years was to stand on stage and share and own the story that I have.
0: And you rocked it. You were (laughs) amazing. Standing ovation. Like it was an amazing moment. And just to think about, like, I don't know that people truly realize the work that goes into personal growth and you have put the work in. And I think that some people think, oh, well, it's Shinny Hillenberg. She's just always been confident, always been together and always looks perfect. And, you know, I think that people, you know, don't always ask the questions or always, you know, think about the work that goes into it. And so I love just how you have shared like every single day for four months you, you know, read that chapter and I love that book. So anyways, congratulations. Your growth has been amazing. And I've just been so blessed to be able to watch it and be a part of it. And yes, it is one of my personal projects in life is to <laughs>
1: help you grow more. Oh, good. You finally admit it. I love it.
0: <laughs> All right. So, you know, I think the basics of this business kind of... um are pretty much the same over the last two decades. I mean, it's still about the relationships today as it was back in two thousand and three. It's still about the sisterhood. The products, while yes, they've evolved, we don't have the bug zapper anymore. Um, <laughs> it's still about like gifting and fun products, and um, but they have changed and things have changed. Um, We've had changes, you know, in the business, we've had changes with um, how people buy, we've had changes with, you know, parties and things like that. So what advice would you have for dealing with some of the change?
1: Well, yeah, I definitely have seen a lot of changes in my 20 years. Um, The first big change that I remember that I had a hard time with is like probably 2004, when we were hand delivering our um, orders to our customers and hostesses. And you wanted to switch over to UPS. And I was like, what, why would we do that? (laughs) That's how narrow minded I was like, not getting the big picture. And you're always the big picture person. I am not. But yeah, so (laughs) I've had to deal with a lot of change. And um, I think For me, when things happen, I've come to realize, you know, I only have so much control and I have to, like, I am fully committed to this company. It is a part of my life. So I have to do a lot of trusting and the people making the decisions at home office and um, just realizing that I'm going to keep my head down and I'm going to do what I love to do and what makes me happy. And it always just seems to work out. Um, It's not always perfect. And you know, you're one of the first people to know if I don't agree with something, (laughs) I'll let you know. But I love that you listen to that too. So I think if you have a goal, like you just stick to the goal, your why, whichever you call it. And when change happens, you got to just keep your head down, keep working and Don't let it affect you and realize that the company always has our best interest at heart.
0: Yeah, for sure. But I do think that it's a choice to to what you're going to focus on, right? It's a choice of if you're going to focus on the situation or the change that you don't agree with, or if you're going to focus on your dreams and your why and how you're trying to help this new consultant qualify and reach her goals and things like that. So it it definitely is a choice. And so I just appreciate all the times that you've made the choice to support us whenever you didn't agree, or you made the choice to stick to your dreams and to continue uh, building those relationships and leading. And so, yeah, it it definitely is something that I think can trip up a lot of people because we can't, we don't all, I think you have to evolve on how you deal with change. You know, I think that we, you and I both matured and evolved in that area.
1: Yeah, for sure. And I think it's not surrounding yourself with people who are negative about changes. And sometimes, you know, I've had to cut ties and um, make my circle a little bit smaller because of Sometimes you know that can get really in your head, and you're and you don't even know you're thinking negatively until someone shares their thoughts, and you're like, Oh, yeah, now I feel this way.
0: Yeah, yeah, so true. All right, let's talk about leadership, because you and I both love this role that we're so blessed with. Um, So y'all can probably guess, but Jenny's list of achievements is long. Among many accomplishments, she was the first in the company to promote to senior executive director way back in 2008. And today she leads a multimillion dollar organization that's currently the top selling team in the company. So Jenny, as someone who's been in leadership for about 15 years now, what would be your top advice?
1: Well, like I said just a second ago, I like to keep my circles small with my the people that I work with. And it's not because I don't like everyone. It's because I want to work with people that kind of have goals similar to mine, um, who have you know like their business team size not i'm not going to find someone that has the same size team but people who have um you know are running the same races i guess like the same pace of the race is I, as i am um so i like to connect with people through marco polo boxer you and i d boxer or just text messaging in groups and just sharing ideas. I like to hear what other people are doing. So that really helps me grow. So I think finding a a small group of people, and I do this a lot on my team where I'll put people in um, small accountability groups so they have what I'm talking about. I think it's so important to have accountability. So I like to plug people together, put them in a Facebook chat. And, you know, that's where I spend some time in connecting with small groups of my team. Um, I also think attending things that the home office is doing, like in January, we're doing an in-person leadership summit, which is so exciting. I mean, those things fill my cup, just not always just the training, but the being with the people, the friends, the sisterhood, like that is what really has kept me going all these years. Is knowing like 31 is, Part of it. it's my family and I can't imagine not having it. So I think the bottom line of all that is just finding a small group to work with and finding a way to connect. And that helps you keep going and be consistent with all of your goals.
0: Okay. I'm going to dig in and maybe get a little personal here, but, um, So we've talked about change and we've had a lot of change even with your peers and leaders that may have come and gone. And so how did you switch from some of those accountability groups or those go-to business friends or business partners that you kind of relied on? I mean, did you find yourself like one of them left and now you're having to, you know, find a different one. And how do you trust people again? Because I think that, you know, whenever you get really close to someone in business and you find someone that you are pacing with, sometimes they'll slow down and you have to make the decision that you're going to switch it up. But any thoughts there on like how you've had to evolve of, you know, who's actually in your circle?
1: Well, you are getting personal. (laughs) That's okay. I'm all right with that. Um Yeah, I I will not lie. I've had some struggles the last couple of years with that. And um, honestly, my first gut reaction was to trust no one and be by myself. And I did that for about a year. I didn't really have anyone put me that I was working with. I got on the Zooms that I was supposed to be on. And I don't know. It was probably roughly a year later. And I, we were going to the first in-person event after COVID. It was the executive, tr- um, executive retreat in Columbus, Ohio. And it was the first event after COVID. It was the first event that I went to without the peers that I was used to traveling with. And I was really scared and nervous. And, but I told myself, I was like, you're going to have to, again, get out of your comfort zone and you're going to have to make new friendships. And so I just kind of forced myself to be outside of that comfort. And I'm not really great at chit chat and things like that. But I mean, from that retreat, I've made some really, really, really good friends. And So I have changed my circles and I found um, people again, what I was saying a second ago, just accountability and people who run the race the same pace as I do. And, um, you know, it was really hard, not going to lie. It was a very, very difficult time to get through. And um, I'm glad, you know, I pushed myself because I, on the other side, I'm much better for and I certainly have learned a lot of lessons along the way. Well, thanks for
0: letting me go there. And thanks for sharing and being vulnerable. I'll go to one of your more favorite topics.
1: How about travel? Oh, I love travel, just like you do.
0: <laughs> so, Jenny, I'm pretty sure out of all the trips that we have offered, you've earned every trip but one, whether it's been Disney to Europe. And you just continue to make these unforgettable memories. And you love travel even outside of 31, I know. But what would you say um, about anyone who really thinks that they do love traveling or they want to join on a 31 trip? Any advice you would have on how to earn those trips or how do you help your leaders kind of earn those trips?
1: Well, at the beginning of an incentive period, I think it's so important to sit down and say, do I want to earn this or do I not want to earn this? Because um, there, there have been some trips. I'm like, yep, I don't want to put my time in earning this. It's not someplace I want to go, whatever. That's only happened once. Um, but it's important not to say to yourself, oh, I can't do that. Like sit down and put the numbers on paper. We always have trackers on 31 Today that you can kind of map out your plan and figure out how much PV you need. How many you need to sponsor and qualify? so that's what I like to do, and you know any of my leaders that need help with that that's what I, how I coach them um, but if you map out the plan and you look at it and you're like, "Oh, I actually think I can do this and then you have your goal so right now my big goal is earning Paris I'm almost there um, so it's something that's in my face every single day and um, I mapped out my goal. I knew exactly what I needed to get there. And I was going to do whatever it took to get there. And I will get there by the end of November. By midnight on the 30th, I will be earning Paris. Um, That's not
0: part of the advice, but that's... (laughs) Yeah, don't (laughs) wait till the last day.
1: I would prefer not to wait till the last day. Um, But yeah, mapping out the plan. Don't tell yourself that you can't earn this trip because you're not selling enough or whatever you can it's you can do it um and then as far as you know being on a trip and like why that's important again it goes back to that sisterhood and the relationships Mm -hmm. it's my 30 I'm taking a trip with my 31 family I have to be there it's so fun and I would have so much FOMO if I was not there so for me it's um it's it's a must I love
0: it I can't wait Yes, every trip is amazing. And I do think it's more about traveling and sightseeing. And it really is like we're traveling with people that we love to be around and that we have so much in common with. So it is really fun. Okay, for someone who's raised a family while building a multimillion dollar organization, what is your advice for kind of achieving that? Balance, if you want to call balance, or um, just really kind of flourishing in work and family and even self care. I know that you're great about taking care of yourself, whether it's through Pilates or eating well and things like that. So, any advice or thoughts you'd have to share there?
1: Yeah. Um. So when I when we were really in the the height of building this business, like two thousand. 11, 12, 13, somewhere around that. My kids were middle school, high school age. And I i mean, I would not say that I had work family balance <laughs> going back. I, there's a lot of I wish I would have done differently in that era of my career, um, especially with my kids. I, I feel like I um, put 31 first a lot, uh, which, yeah, that paid off in the long run. And, but I kind of wish that, you know, I would have put put away the work and went and did stuff with the kids and had more structure about when my hours of work ended for the day. So that would be a big piece of bu- advice for anyone listening, because, you know, you you only have those kids for 18 years and... My kids have been out for my son probably moved out five years ago. So we've been empty nesters since then. So I still I have a lot of time to do this business. And I think that's what you have to tell yourself. Like, do it, but don't let it overtake your life. Like, go be with your kids and do put your kids activities first and don't text them or be on your phone texting about the business when your kids are sitting right there. Go spend time with them. Um, So now it's a lot different. I have a lot more time and it's just me and my husband and our dog. And so I have a lot of time to work my business and I I work four days a week. And on Fridays is when I do the self-care, whatever. I do Pilates three times a week and that is definitely (laughs) self-care. But yeah, I don't have a great answer on the balance because I'm after 20 years still trying to figure it out. (laughs)
0: Well, but I think there's something about also the kids not getting everything they want anytime they want. So setting those boundaries and communicating like this is work time or, but I agree with you. I didn't have computer while we were watching family time, you know, shows and things like that. But those are there again, you have to be intentional around it. So now you have another little generation of Hillenbergs watching you on your 31 journey. So do you want to tell us any more about the family?
1: Yeah. So, um, we have our three kids. Lauren is 31 this year, which is kind of crazy. Um, Lindsay is 26 and Justin is 23. And our oldest, Lauren, has two kids, Ashley and Ashton, and they are nine and six. So yeah, it is. My granddaughter asked me a while back, she's like, Mimi, why are you always giving me bags? (laughs) So I'm still working on training her like this is your life, (laughs) Ashley, you're always going to have a new bag with your name on it. So get used to it. But um, yeah, I, I just, it, going back to my kids, even, I think it's so important that, and you and I both did this, like we modeled to our kids what hard work looks like mm-hmm. and what happens when you dedicate yourself, you're consistent and you don't give up, like we showed them that. And right. I feel like that has come out in all of our adult kids lives. You know, my, my kids are hard workers and they know the value of working hard and they understand that. So, um, yeah.
0: Even the value of not giving up whenever things get hard. I mean, your kids have seen whenever the business has been hard or your kids have seen whenever you are, Coming down to the wire on earning a trip, or your kids have seen whenever you've had to travel, and you were maybe nervous about going to that executive retreat i mean i I do think that um you know our kids are watching this whole world on social media now and to have visibility into parents that really work through things, even whenever it's tough, and life throws you curveballs, right. And so I think that, you know, those are things that they're not going to see on social media.
1: Yeah, I agree. And I think that that's something that's important to always remember, because things do get hard, not just with 31 life in general. um, Even if you know, you're on a trying to lose weight, like it's easy to give up on anything. But showing your kids the importance of not giving up and what the consistency will do. I love it when leaders get their kids involved on earning like the Disney trip. I love yeah. it because that gets the kids invested in their mother's business and understanding like what a pika is and what a party is. I mean, I just love yeah. that. That's teaching them long term. So what do you do when life gets hard? What do I do when life gets hard? Well, um normally it's book a vacation. If it if I'm like a little stressed, I kind of look at, okay, when was last time I was on vacation? Okay, it's time. Jason, let's go. Um we don't do that a lot. Um We do not do a lot of spontaneous trips, but I do recognize that I need to get away because... And I think everybody's like this. You just need to get away from your normal routine and have like a brain break. Um, So that's one thing. Uh, The other thing, if, if I am feeling overwhelmed with my 31 business, and it does happen, I've now realized after 20 years, it happens on average twice a year, that I need to just say, I'm taking a break. And that doesn't mean that I'm not working the business. It just means that I'm stepping away, not coming to my office every day and I'm going to go do other things and give myself time to decompress from whatever was going on. And that seems to really help me. And then when I come back, then I'm ready to go. Let's do this and do the hard work. So breaks are important. Um, And I, like I said earlier, I do Pilates and a lot of people don't really know what Pilates is, but for me, what it is, it's a, it's another part of my family. It's a, my Pilates family, but it gets me out of the office for two hours when I, when I go. So it gives me that time away. I spend it on myself. Nobody there is talking about 31. So it's just a, a way to kind of escape, I guess, while getting my butt kicked. (laughs)
0: <laughs> I also know you have a devotional that you do. And um, I mean, as far as like anything else that you do from a learning situation or hear- listening or books, podcasts, any of those things.
1: Yeah. So I love the devotional 100 Days of Believing Bigger. It's um, It's a must for me. I started doing it probably three years ago. And it is, I still haven't worked through the hundred days because I I'm picky. I'll go, I don't do it in order, which is not like my personality at all. I do it from, because there's different topics in the, in the book about um, what the devotional is about, like your identity. I can't remember all of them. So it's more like what I'm going through in that moment. And, you know, we talked earlier about um, just going through the rough time about peers leaving That book and just everything I was going through during that time, um, we sold our house very abruptly in 2020. And that was very difficult. That This book got me through that. And I've looked back at that book and what I've written in it. um, And it is just crazy at how that book got me through those dark times and just Um, The thoughts that I wrote down, not like dark thoughts. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying, you know, I was just waiting for God's plan. What's the next step? Waiting on God's plan. And I just saw the progression. And now we are, we have this new house that we built that um, obviously looking back, like that's where God was trying to get us. And but three years ago, I didn't know that. I didn't know what the plan was. And but all my stories in the devotional, like talk about that. And it's just the coolest thing. So I love that book and um, definitely praise and worship music. Like if I need, I, I like to listen to that in the mornings and start my day off that way. Um, and that gives me a lot of comfort. All
0: right. One last question. Looking back over the past 20 years, how does it feel to have been part of a company that has impacted literally thousands and thousands of lives in so many ways?
1: Oh, my gosh. There's a lot of feelings there. Um, I definitely feel honored. I feel um, like it's been a privilege to have this opportunity to be the first consultant to lead so many people, it's just, it's an honor and a privilege. I don't, I could probably add a lot of words here, but I think the bottom line, it's been my honor and my privilege to be a part of it. And I'm still amazed every day. I'm like, it's 20 years. It's been 20 years. I don't feel like it should have been 20 years. I don't feel like I'm that old. (laughs) No, (laughs) in my head, I'm not. (laughs) <laughs> I'm oh so, my gosh. I feel like, I'm in my early, early twenties. I'm having fun. I'm not that right? old. <laughs>
0: right. Oh my gosh. Well, Jenny, thank you so much. Not only for sharing today, but thank you for the 20 years and just saying yes to oh, so many things that you've said yes to. And um, it's just been an absolute joy. And I'm so excited to be sitting here when we're in our 70s and 80s and going, we still feel like we're 20 years old. We're not old. We'd still like it was yesterday.
1: <laughs> oh my gosh. I cannot even imagine that, but <laughs>
0: we're not going anywhere. We're not going anywhere. They're stuck with us, aren't they? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much.
1: Thank you for having me. It's so much fun. Well, that wraps up today's episode.
0: If you haven't already, go ahead and hit that subscribe button wherever you're listening so you don't miss out on a single episode. And make sure to take a quick second to leave us a five-star review. Thank you so much for listening to the CER Podcast, where you can come each week to soak up inspiration and discover ways to make your journey as a leader even more fulfilling. I'm so grateful we're all on this 31 Journey together helping others simplify life and spread joy. I'm looking forward to connecting with you again next week.